come back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Back here where we need ya Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back. Enchilada Casserole. We're back. Lisa Esparza. Haven't been back since. Felipe Esparza. One year. One year. A year ago today. (laughs) We haven't been back since the week before Thanksgiving, I think, right? Because we promised we were going to come back with an episode with Isaac. With Isaac. (laughs) And then that's around. and that's what kind of held us back because we kept missing time because the holidays. Isaac. Last episode of November seventeenth, something like that. Before Thanksgiving, yeah, before Thanksgiving, because we transfer Isaac. Isaac goes from two households, right? So that was kind of the problem in the beginning. Was there's Thanksgiving and then there was Christmas, and he's kind of being shuffled around during his little vacations. Yes, and then so and then you were working, and it was never the right time to sit down and do it. So we just slacked off, and then. December came and Slippers got sick. Oh, Slippers got really sick. like Which some of you saw on Instagram and it was so sad. It was so sad. We show up. It was she so was, sad. She was like doing like the well, first, break but... dancing on the floor. <laughs> she was spinning. First. Doing the curly shuffle, baby. <laughs> she yeah. was oh, She was doing the curly shuffle. Was sad though, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so that. sad. <laughs> yuck, 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 I'm yuck. glad you didn't say that when we were in the middle of it. Because <laughs> it was her, so sad. But <laughs> she, just, she just gave me her back. <laughs> she said, fuck you guys. No, honestly, she yeah, was she, very sick. Well, what happened Explain. was one, one day uh, you were gone. I think you had left. I don't know where you went. I went anyway, to an audition. Something like that, yeah. And. I looked. I got home and I was just, it was just me and her. But right before I went to get Isaac, I noticed that her head was like tilted to the side, like, huh, huh. Allowed, just she's and no, it was just like, huh. Yeah, like, huh, can I help you? Yeah, it was just a little bit, like, a little bit to the side. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I was trying to get her to look at me like straight on, but she wouldn't. Of course, they never do what you want when you want them to. So I came back with Isaac, and uh, Isaac saw her. He gave her a kiss, and she was under the table there. And he said, why is her head like that? He noticed it right away. Yeah. He was way more perceptive than I was. Like, he knew it was off. And, you know, uh, like a week before, we noticed she was sleeping in her little bed that she never had set foot in before. Remember? Yeah. She would sleep under the table in that little pet bed, and she would stay there for a long time. And she barely, she wasn't eating as much either. I had called the vet before you came home because I, uh, I called the vet and I said, hey, her head's tilted to the side. And, and they said, oh, yeah? How long has that been going on? I said, oh, just a few hours that I've noticed. They said, when can you get here? I was like, oh, shit. When can I get there? Okay, well, I'm close by. So I came by that afternoon. She was, uh, they said that they told me it's either, it's one of two things and they don't, really know when they first see a rabbit with head tilt like that 
The head tilt is not the problem. It's the symptom of a problem. And it's because she's off balance. So it's either an inner ear infection, and some people get that as, you know, some humans get that too. Um, it's either an inner ear infection, which you can't really see. You have to do a blood test for, and the blood test's like $400. And uh, the other option, the other possibility is that it's a parasite that got into her brain through her ear somehow. And like, you know, a fly landed in there and laid eggs or something like that, you know. <laughs> it could be anything. So they treat it with both medications because they don't know right away what it is unless they do something more invasive or more costly, right? So she was put on medication right away. And then we went to do the podcast and brought Isaac with us, right? The What's Up Fool podcast? Yes. And we came back from that. I think we had lunch. We were taking our time. We came back and we couldn't find her. We couldn't find her anywhere nowhere and she only stays in our living room and dining room area it's one big room like split with a book a bookcase in, in the middle and there's only so many places she could be <laughs> and so we're looking everywhere can't find her and felipe found her in the kitchen she never goes in the kitchen because she slips never. around on that floor so she looked like she was laying there like she od'd she was laying there <laughs> On her, her back, with her head looking up, because she can't tell what way is up and what way is the floor. No, you know, confused. she's confused. She's they're turned around, populated. and she feels like she's falling probably the whole time. And she was laying under like the little um, kitchen cart we have in there with the utensils and stuff. She was laying like under it, and probably had stopped spinning and rolling, and just caught herself there. And I don't know how long she had been like that. Oh, so I took her in again. Uh, well, I didn't take her in yet. We just tried to confine her. Her space got smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, we don't keep her in a cage anymore. She runs around the the, the rooms, the two rooms here. And um, so eventually she was like in her carrier only. And she could only move around a little tiny bit. She was spinning, spinning. And then she stopped eating. She stopped eating. And stopped drinking water. And that's what scared me most because rabbits, if they don't eat for like 12 hours they could their digestion she was stops. falling all the time now she was falling she couldn't keep her head up to drink <coughs> she wasn't interested in eating because um she just wanted to lay still is all she wanted and then she could she didn't go to the bathroom anymore so her digestive system shut down which is so dangerous for rabbits because they, they have like their digestive systems like a conveyor belt and it just keeps going there's no break from eating and you know they're constantly eating hay they eat some greens a little bit of pellets occasionally, you know, not a lot, but um, mostly hay. And she just wasn't eating anything. Nothing. And so that scared me the most. And uh, I couldn't get her to eat anything, like a leaf here and there, nothing. So we had to start force feeding her with syringe. Not force feeding, it was assisted feeding. But we were feeding her with a syringe with this green, like, Hay puree, powdered hay stuff with Green vitamins. Peas. Yeah, it's, it smelled like banana, but it looked like pureed spinach or peas. Yeah, and force feeding her, laying her down. Yeah, I had to lay her down, wrap her in a, a towel like a baby, and I had to feed her like three We're syringes. Turns sleeping. <laughs> three syringes every um, like eight hours, six hours. So it was a lot of food. Um, and then well, I was afraid she wasn't getting enough water. So I would in, I would give her syringe of water as well. 
And then she had her medication she had to take by syringe. I mean, I was sticking a syringe in her mouth like 20 times a day. I had a schedule that I wrote down so I wouldn't miss any feedings or medication. Yes. I had a log. And um, she was living in the living room. I was living in the living room with her. And we had a little pen set up uh, on the rug, which I've since cleaned, but a little pen set up on the rug where she could run around. But she was flipping so much still that she was jamming her eye because her yes. head's tilted. Her and one, eye was red. one eye is closer to the ground. And then every time she'd fall, her, that eye would just run right into the carpet or whatever. And it was red and irritated and scratchy. And she and wasn't even using it. She wasn't using it. It was closed. We were afraid she lost that eye. I was so afraid she wouldn't be able to see out of that eye. And um, anyway, it was touch and go. And I didn't think she was going to get better. So seven days after medication. I was holding her <laughs> by myself when like Lisa was not around. She was sleeping. I was like um, John Coffey <laughs> in Green Mile crying. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> But <laughs> luckily, Isaac was out of school, and, and Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I pretty much was you done were, for the you year. You were working. off for three weeks. Yeah, I was off for three it weeks. It all happened at the right time. We have plans to do a lot of stuff this um, winter. Like we're going we to take our nieces ballet. to the ballet, the, the Nutcracker. You missed it. I missed it. I was home with the rabbit, and because uh, we couldn't leave her alone. No, man. I was glad that I didn't have to go get Isaac from school because that's a twenty-five minute trip. Each way, and I was like, she can't even go twenty five minutes uh, without assistance because, um, yeah, she I just had to, to help break her. apart. She didn't see us. Yeah, because we had to wrap her tightly so she wouldn't spin and hurt herself. I mean, it was just a nightmare. It was like having a newborn again, but a like a newborn who's sick. You know, sick. it wasn't. Yeah, you couldn't leave her alone for any amount of time. Constant pet head pets. <laughs> Constant petting and talking, reassuring, you know. It was so She sad. was still pet us too sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And she, once I saw her like starting to groom herself, I knew she was on her way back. Yeah. I didn't know though that her head was going to get corrected. I I was afraid because I had read a lot of forums online and stuff of people who had this problem with their rabbits uh, and some guinea pig owners too. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people saying, well, their pets were fine now in terms of n not having an infection or parasite or whatever they might have had, but they still had the head, head tilt, you know? So I was like, okay, well, we could get used to it. But, um, and, and when I visited, man, when I took her in, before I got her back to, to, to start doing the syringe feeding, when she stopped eating and I took you to the airport, I think you went to Sacramento, right? Yeah. That weekend. When I took you up there, you took with her with you. No, 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 no. Um, she was at the vet. Yeah. Right before you went to the vet, I had to take her to That's right. the vet. I mean, right before you went to the airport, I had to drop her off at the vet. I was like, I won't have any time. I have to get her there now, right? So I took her there. When I dropped you off, I pulled over in the McDonald's parking lot. I took you to Burbank. I pulled over in the McDonald's parking lot and I called the vet to see how she was because she was going to be getting like emergency yeah. syringe feeding, right? And they said, well, you know, she's she's pretty bad. And I was like, shit, you know. And and I started to cry in the car. I'm in McDonald's parking lot by the airport. She's such pretty a depressing bad, place. She's pretty bad. And I was like, oh, no. And then we were talking and she said. That you know, I, huh? she's, But she said, this was before I started the syringe feeding and everything. This is when she had shut down. And yeah. She was flipping around, spinning around like crazy. But she said, you know, 
This is where most people um, start to talk about maybe putting their rabbit to sleep. Now, I don't, I think that the feeling that she was pushing this on me, she was just saying, this is what people, a lot of people do at this point. But I was like, no, I'm not there yet. No, <laughs> like, no. Because I was thinking as long as she has like the will to go on, which she did. She seemed stubborn. She seemed determined to like figure she, this out. She hated that towel. She hated the, being wrapped in the towel. She, you know, and she was trying to groom herself. So I saw this like glimmer of hope that she, she wanted to survive. <laughs> you know, she wanted to fight. I had to let her live. I had to give her a chance. Like, how can I, you know, I, I understand putting some, an animal down because they're suffering. But I wasn't quite sure she was suffering either because I had read so much about other rabbits in this situation from people who know a lot more about. Now, we have a vet who has rabbit experience, right? Two of them. The one doctor who spayed her, he had had rabbits all his life, a ton of rabbits. And he often took home rescue, like abandoned rabbits that where their owners never came back and got them at the vet. He would take them home. Um, but I don't know how much that other woman had had rabbit experience, but she does do the rabbit stuff too. But I don't know. She, I don't think she had the experience that a lot of people online had had um, with their own personal situations. And they gave me a lot more hope because they... They came out of it, even if their rabbit had head tilt. I mean, still had a tilt, but a lot of them put the, their babies to sleep. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. So three days later, that was 10 days into the antibiotic treatment yes. and the, um, the, the uh, panicure, the um, parasite medicine. I think she, it was an ear infection. It wasn't a parasite. Uh, three days later, she started standing up on her own. She unwrapped herself. She unwrapped herself out of that towel, and she was like standing there, like, "Yeah, I'm back." And you said, "I think she's back." And I was in the yeah, kitchen or she's something. Back. And she looked steady on her feet, and uh, and from there it was just now her head was tilted still at that point, and then she um, she just came out of it over the next week to two weeks. Her head got better. We were doing little massages on her neck and stuff and just giving her lots of love. And she started eating again, she solid to, foods. She was trying to climb out. She was trying to climb out of the pen, which was a good sign too. So she, ah, she's just amazing. And her head's completely better. Her we eyes took her to Vegas. are 100% better. We didn't take her to Vegas. We put no, her we in left the her boarding house. With, yeah. with two other rabbits. <laughs> and then she got better. Yeah, the last bit of it was when we, we had She should have had to when we left her there. We had a Vegas trip planned for New Year's Eve for our we're anniversary. We were going to take her or not. <laughs> we were, I was wondering if we were going to go or not because we paid a lot of money for that. And it, because it was New Year's Eve, we weren't allowed to cancel. Like, no refunds. So I was thinking, who can we give this trip to? You know, like, because I don't want it to go to waste. But I really was thinking up to like four days before, I didn't know if we were going to go. Me too. <laughs> and then... She was well enough by that time to go into the boarding house, and she just had a slight tilt, but she was hopping around. She was grooming those other rabbits. They were fighting at the end when we picked them up, picked her up. She, there, were, she, there were two baby white rabbits. Yeah, they were so cute. Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. They were so cute. But anyway, that was a horrible experience, and I'm glad it's over, and we're very fortunate. And thanks to um, that guy, Anker. Anker. He sent us toys. Okay, he sent us some uh, toys for slippers, and she loves them. And uh, 
Yeah. After a while, she hated her medicine. Remember, she pretended to eat. Oh yeah, because I was still. I, I was still. Well, she was eating some salads, and I was still supplementing with a few syringes a day of green, the green food, um, because yeah. I was afraid she wasn't eating enough yet, and she still was so skinny. She lost like two pounds, I think, and she's only five pounds. And. And uh, her hair was all spiky. <laughs> her hair was all matted. I had to comb it out. I had to. I really groomed yeah. her though. She she let me groom her. She liked it. I combed it with a real little comb. One of those combs you get for like picture day at school. Yeah, That's what I used. Unbreakable. <laughs> I used that on her on her little chin because it had some dried up food on it, and it was hard to get it. She was so sweet, and she was so loving, and she let us do that. Like she knew that it was she was gonna get better. Poor baby. Miss Slips. Miss Slips. So she's better. And, you know, we have just been so busy and had a lot of stuff. You're, um, we found out about the pilot. Yes. And your pilot did not get uh, picked up for, well, well let's see. There are two, pro- two steps in the process we were waiting on. Felipe's um, showrunners and production company and everything, they, and Felipe and Dustin, they sold the pilot idea to ABC. Yes. And then they were going to present the script to ABC by like early January. And then they'd get a yes or no from ABC as to whether they wanted to make the pilot. Now, some people have a deal where it's called a put pilot, where you are going to make a pilot no matter what. So you'll, no matter get, what, huh? so you'll get paid a holding fee from ABC to, to wait and not do any other projects. But that doesn't mean they have to air it. They don't have to air it. They do have to shoot it. And then they shoot it, and you get paid for being for shooting the pilot. And then it could still not get picked up, because that's what happened with Gabriel's last year. He shot a pilot, and it didn't get picked up. And then this year, he had a pilot script, but they didn't even shoot the pilot for that. Mm-hmm. They said no. And they, so they said no to us, too. Um, and Paul Rodriguez and, and Chichen Chong. Yeah. Cheech and Paul Jr. Rod, yeah. They Angela had a, Johnson. Yeah, there was ABC Gina. had uh no Gina Oh Gina Brion on CBS with Kevin James production company. They said no to that. They said no to Gabriel's this year too. No. They said no to us. They said no, no. to um Paul Rodriguez and Cheech no. and P Rod. They had a family sitcom they were gonna do. Oh grandson, father and son. Yeah. Three generation guys uh, of guys. No, and no, then, no. No. And then um, Angela Johnson was going to be on something produced by Ed Helms on NBC. No on that. Uh, no Latino. No. no, nobody chose a Latino comedy sitcom for the fall. No network. Mice. So <laughs> oh, uh, we're still going to try and pitch again for next though. year. Yeah, you're still on Superstore as a guest star. You did an, a third episode that you filmed. I'll be in the season finale, people. Yeah, in May, I think, or Whenever like they, how I said finale instead of finale. Yeah, you always say finale. I finagled it. All right, people. <laughs> you always say finale. Rodrigo said finale, say, too. It, it's finale. Do you guys say finale? Like, it's the season finale? Or the... I st- well, I say the season finale now, but... No, you don't. <laughs> this morning you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a NBA finale. <laughs> That's final. <laughs> if it has the E on it, it's finale. Finale is French. <laughs> I don't know about that. It might be Italian. Yes. I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, he'll be on the season finale. And um, our special was sold. 
we sold our special, but we can't talk about it that much. But we, it'll be. But we did. It's going to be um in on a good place, a good, a good home, a good uh. You'll be able to watch it somewhere. We can't talk about it yet, but in a couple of weeks, we'll probably um, we'll have the press release out and everything. But it will be out in this fall, out this fall, and um, it looks beautiful, and I think it's great. And I helped edit it, and Felipe didn't want to watch it, but <laughs> that's just the way he is. But because uh, he's moving on with the material anyway, he's moving on to new stuff now, and you know he doesn't want to watch that old stuff. I don't like watching it, because I watch it critiquing. It the I know time. you'll. Ta- I should have said that. And you'll tag it up, and they'll say, "No, I should have said that other way." I used to say it. You know, I know what you'll do, but it looks beautiful. We had Las Cafeteras do the opening song, the theme song, and it's just great. I love it. Shout out to Las Cafeteras. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be on a George Lopez comedy get down, but I don't know when that comes out. I don't know when that comes out. It's supposed to be on BET. Uh, we don't have a date yet. Broke Entertainment, no. <laughs> we don't Black have a date yet. But it is, um, that's going to be out too, yeah. And and also the pilot's not dead. They're t- it's just not going to happen for this season. But uh, Fox did say yes to, we had two networks that wanted it, the not the special, the um, pilot. Um, we had two networks that wanted it, and uh, Fox was the other one that they, they didn't go with. So they might present it to Fox again and see if they want it for next season. And uh, if not, then they'll present it to streaming places and cable. Um, what did um, FX, TBS, Netflix? They showed it to somebody, and it's how TV works. They showed it to somebody, and um, well, you know, Fox ain't gonna have all those characters because um, <clears throat> it's to ABC. Well, they, yeah, yeah, they well, networks have their own styles. The people who pick the shows and oversee all the shows, they have their own style of what kind of things they like to see on their network, what kind of vision they have for their network. So. They uh, they liked the pilot. They were like they were happy to see Fox was happy to see that it was back um, in their hands again. But they would want to retool it. They actually saw the script because last time it was just an idea that they bought. Um, and then they saw the script and they liked it, but they did feel it was too much for ABC. So they would retool it for Fox. But this is next season we're talking about. So. It was just um, exciting just to be involved. Yeah. It took a, a year of work. And it was off. a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. And you pushed through. I'm really proud of the work Sometimes that you did. Sometimes they didn't want to go, man. All the time I you didn't want to go. I would get home at, what, <laughs> noon? They're going to go over there at 2? Well, you'd land. With people that have been wide awake? <laughs> you'd land at noon. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd have to go meet with them at, like, 5. And you were tired. And I know you wanted to take a nap and all that. Where you had to get up the next day for radio or to leave again, you know. And but I w- you did it though. I did because I think about all the people who have to work every day, yeah, nine hours a day or eight hours a day. And they don't want to, yeah. but they still go. And hey, I I have to go too because it's my job. Well, also, if you don't do that, nothing's going to move forward. Nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you say there I go. No, did I say that? You said there you go. Oh, when I, I wear Mike did to the <laughs> I don't know you have headphones. I can hear your every word and <laughs> breath. <laughs> there you go. Well, I replay it for you. I got, I've got proof. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that's the TV life right now. And we have a new T-shirt. On. We have a couple new shirts up. We have a baseball tee. Yeah, they'll sell well. Three-quarter length sleeves. 
You think we should um I know we have one. Should we change like them to, to the whatever color we're in? Maybe I asked in you about area. that. You said hell and no. If we go to the bay, or we can sell um orange and black next time. What should drive? Just check it out. How do you feel as a Dodger fan? What would your Dodger fan fans think of you selling a Giants colored jersey with your it's, body it's a on theme it. for that area? It'll be like the. <laughs> The Felipe Esparza chapter, Bay Area chapter. <laughs> but that's the only one I can think about because I don't think any, there's no other town where people will go nuts for the color. It's because California's crazy. Yeah, in New York, they don't play that. In New York, they don't care. California's like all about like. colors, huh? California is about, about representing. Representing your city. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at how. I mean. Don't you say nothing about color, hey? I mean, the Midwest and stuff, they get crazy. In Texas, they get crazy about their football and stuff. The you college know? football. And, huh? Yeah, I mean, they get crazy about sports. But here, it seems like if they see, if you, like, like Birdman, when he went to New York, and we were in New York around the same time, and he goes, man, I was walking around with my, what jersey was it? What's, what's the team San, he likes? San Francisco. Giants, right? <gasps> the, the Giants. Yeah, he said, I was walking around with my Giants shirt, and uh, nobody said nothing to me. I was like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say, New York man? City. They don't care. They don't know you. <laughs> they don't know you. <laughs> I was like, why are they going to care? He said, no, up in the Bay, I'd get... No, no, no. Was it the Bay? Or going down to LA, he yeah. gets looks, I guess. I, I think it's him looking. I think it's him looking. He's expecting a fight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's expecting a confrontation. In New York, man, they just... They put their whole... They, I'm telling you, you're walking around in an invisible... You have an invisible shield around you. If you live in in New York and you walk and you take the subway and you deal with people every day, you have this invisible, like, booth around you, um, force field. And people... You know, you have to stand right next to somebody and pretend you are not standing next to that person. Mm. That's how it is in New York. So they don't care what shirts you're wearing. That's the great thing about New York. Oh, my birthday just passed. Happy birthday. Thank you. 45 years old now. Wow. Are you going to leave me for a younger woman now? No, would you say you're 30? <laughs> then I don't have to. This was the uh, third year in a row my mom hasn't called me on my birthday. You think she knows? Happy anniversary, mom. <laughs> I think she knows what? The, she had a baby That's 45 years ago. They don't call she me. Does. My mother... It's your mother, me. your mother does call you. Chuyito. Okay. Happy birthday. Chuyito. <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños. Chuyito. Chuyito. It's never a happy Chuyito. It's always Chuyito. <laughs> Something's wrong. They're going to ask for something or something bad. Chuyito. Feliz Navidad. Todo está bien. But it sounds like they're about to say Chuyito. <laughs> your, your, your tia fell down the stairs. Blanche en la cara. Blanche en la cara. Landed on her face. We had a good um, Christmas. We, we had a lot of food. I gained a lot of weight, let me tell you. And I got you some horrible presents. 15 pounds. I got nothing. <laughs> I didn't get nothing. You got a sweater with a rabbit on it. I go to sleep thinking I got nothing. <laughs> Remember that one time? Yeah, only Lisa will give you a Christmas sweater for a present on Christmas. What? 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 Oh, the, now you're talking shit about no, the I'm one bad. gift you ended up with? You really ended up with one gift. 
Well, see, here's the problem. And normally, you know, something they, somebody buys something on fit, you send it back, they send you another one, but this one, yeah, just no game over. You didn't like it, for one. I got him. He's he said, "Look, I asked him to make a list." I have that list. I erased it already. I, got I have it too. You got everything from it. You got three things from it. I asked him to make it a, a list. Cake. I asked. <laughs> Making you a fucking Christmas cake. I know. What is a Christmas I cake? A Christmas cake. I should have got you a fruit cake. What's a Christmas oh, a cake? Cr- I wanted just a cake with green and the inside red and oh my God. trees. Is it your birthday? No, but why would you Jesus get a, birthday. Why would you get a Christmas cake? <laughs> like Jesus' birthday. I don't know, but I see it on TV. Oh my God. I see it on TV and movies. They make fun of those people. Oh man, Christmas, cakes. <laughs> Christmas cake. I thought that was a joke on your list. It's the one thing he's heard about. He's hurt inside that I didn't make a Christmas cake. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> why would it why would it be a joke? <laughs> Google Christmas cake. What the fuck's a Christmas what, cake? Why would it be a joke? Should I put ha 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 after it? <laughs> that was implied. Oh, right, but I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> what you about uh, people? That was a joke, really. That was a joke. Was the laugh what, track? Eh? What the fuck is a Christmas cake? Come on, that sounds like a Seinfeld. Like, who does not put out cake? <laughs> I'm talking like everybody does that. Never heard of a Christmas cake. I love cake. I know you do, man. You love cake. <laughs> I'm crying here. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of cakes, I didn't know that that um <laughs> that that brand used to live off. Little Betty's? Little Debbie's? Little Debbie's. You've never are, heard of Little Debbie's? Little Debbie's are doing Nutty Butters? Yeah, uh, Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddies. They do a lot of cakes. Yeah, they have um. Oh, they have holiday cakes. Yes. They have zebra cakes. Zebra they have cake. My favorite. This is when we had our wedding. And Little I was try- Debbie's, shout out. When we had our wedding. You're crying? Yeah, I'm crying laughing. Me too. My, my eye's watering now because <laughs> it's We're burning. Crying since it's Christmas. <laughs> You kept saying you're gonna be gone for my birthday. I was hotel. I didn't get shit, man. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. You see that? You said no. You see the whole time. No, no, this is real right here. This is real Felipe feelings right there. (laughs) Bring up my birthday. How you're happy that you're gonna be gone for my birthday? Oh, the happy I'm gonna be gone. You're happy that I'm sad. You're gonna be gone, or you don't care that I'm sad that you're gonna be gone on my birthday. <laughs> That's sad. Oh, I was sad. Oh, I was sad too. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> this sent you look. Uh, look, Valentine's let me. Send you flowers. I do not like Valentine. I don't care about Valentine's Day because it's a couple of days before my birthday. But you sent me That's flowers, a... which was nice because I was really missing you that day. And I do miss yeah. you. Lie. You know, ruin your pink sweater. I know. Your mascara on it. Um, anyway, so you were... yesterday. Sh- hold on. You're... <laughs> <laughs> too many problems at once. Your um, Christmas, first of all, you gave me a list. One of those things was a Dodger jacket. I got you a Dodger... Hold on. I got you a Dodger jacket. You have like three, by the way. Plus countless t-shirt, Dodger t-shirts. I got you I a, have a Dodger t-shirt drawer now. I got you. Miss Lips. One, I got you a Dodger shirt with the Disney hands making the LA. 
right? Which you didn't seem to care about. You kind of threw it to the side like socks or something. I thought when I went for ABC, I don't want to insult them. <laughs> anyway. What were they at the Dodger Stadium? That's one shirt. That fit fine. That's here. Extra then, large. No, double. She was triple legs, right? No, no, no. That's the other shirt that came in it. <laughs> Was a disaster. Like gifts with a bag of gags. <laughs> your, your, okay, the Dodger shirt with the LA hands, the D, the Disney LA fingers, you know, making LA with their fingers. <clears throat> that, that one's fine. If it's fine, it's hiding in a drawer waiting for Dodger games. Then I got you a Dodger jacket. It was a nice uh, wool um, jacket with the snaps, you know, good quality with embroidered Dodgers um, on the jacket. It was like, a, you know, one of those old Letterman jacket types, you know, the high school Letterman jacket style. Anyway, he didn't like that. But I got 2X because you've been wearing 2X lately, everything. So I got you 2X. You didn't, you said it's too big. Once you, you pulled it out and said it's too big before you even tried it on. Then you tried it on, it didn't look that big. It was a little bit looser than other jackets. Then don't say anything. I look like one of those cholos with a shotgun in their bag. <laughs> then then <clears throat> you put it on. You didn't like it. It was too big. And I said, well, I, I'll send it back and get you an XL. But I want to point out, everything else you've been wearing and buying is 2X. It's too big. I said, all right, well, I'll send it back and get another one. You were like, eh, I don't really like it. <laughs> You didn't like the style of the jacket, okay? So I can't help you there. Like, I got you a Dodger jacket. If you don't like the style, you just go out and buy yourself a jacket. You have money. You could do that anywhere. Buy it. It was a poor purchase. I got a refund. I did not get you a new jacket because game over, as you said. Done. Anyway, so then I got another T-shirt. I got a t-shirt, Dodger t-shirt, and this Dodger t-shirt was nice. It, I hadn't seen one in a long time. and it's I haven't seen it. It's a Cheech and Chong. It's on a, like a gray shirt, and it's Dodger blue print of Cheech and Chong, and it says Los Doyers under them. Total ripoff, trademark-wise, of everything, <laughs> but I wanted this shirt, right? <clears throat> it doesn't come... In time for Christmas. I got it from eBay. Mistake. Doesn't come in time for Christmas. I emailed them the day before Christmas. No word back until three days after Christmas. And they said, um, sorry, we're missing a lot of shipments that were supposed to arrive by then. So something must have happened. I was like, yeah, something must have happened. I got a tracking number, but it never left the place to the post office. That's what it showed in tracking was that it never hit the post office. <clears throat> so um I wait he said so but we're out of town right now so we can't reship all the orders they were going to go re give new uh shipments to everybody right cuz they didn't know if they were lost or what I said all right so they weren't going to ship it until the 9th of January it comes in the mail around the 10th or 11th of January it's a 3X. It's, it doesn't have a tag with a size. It doesn't have any tag in it. But we could tell it's like a 3X. It's huge. And there's no returning it. 
And I already asked for my, I already got my money back for that anyway, because I complained that it wasn't there on time and I didn't have it in my hands. And so eBay refunded me. And he said he'd still send me the shirt and it was a fucking 3X piece of trash. So you ended up with one t-shirt out of all that, plus a rabbit sweater. <laughs> and I had something else, but I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I want to get rid of it or give it to you for your birthday. So I'm holding on to that. But it was a bust. Christmas bu- sucked. But sorry. Give it to me for Memorial Day. I'll make it up to you on your birthday. <laughs> The best present was slippers getting better. Yes, that's and that's all I was thinking about too most of the time. Shut up. Me too. I thought the jacket was a bulletproof vest. It was thick. (laughs) Punch you right now. I thought catcher's equipment. Say, what's wrong with mommy? I know, man. Hey, I'm I'm four days sober from fighting on the internet. Wow, we were talking (laughs) about that. I know, because everybody heard me talking about fighting on the internet. I did it with a post. Um, there was a post I put up too. I don't know. We talked about that. We talked about one post you put up, but I don't know about something. Oh, well. What was it? Well, we haven't been um. Haven't talked about anything. That um was Trump elected afterward? We, we stopped doing it. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Trump made us stop doing the podcast. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> he got elected on the ninth. <laughs> we stopped the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. Uh, yeah, he had just gotten elected when we did it, but we were fighting about stuff. I think during the election, that's what most of the stuff was. Yes. And and that yeah, because I was fighting with people about the DNC too, the Democratic National Committee. <clears throat> but um, so we're talking about how nowadays um, a lot of people spend their time arguing over um, political views, political decisions, and how people want to express their feelings about about um, Trump or how they disapprove about Trump. There's no middle, but not really. We're not really talking about what we write, you know, what we're fighting for on the internet, but more about how much time is spent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, how much time is spent? I get burned arguing. sometimes. I start burning. Oh, yeah, I know. I get burned sometimes, man. I get, I get, I get uh, anxious, and I, I get. I feel these... like you throw it out on me now. You want to be mean <clears throat> to me sometimes. I'm just kidding. Why man. are you turning on me right nah, now? I'm just What's wrong with you? I only want to be mean to you because you do things like put your glasses in a million places where they get crushed. I bought you four pairs of glasses last year. You have half of one pair now. <sighs> That's what I get mad about. How sometimes you act like you're eight. But I feel like but, um, you want to... <coughs> like, but I get sick to my stomach. I get like fire going through my blood when I... I mean, it really does have a physiological effect on me. You get that too. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Like, Like you feel it in your body. Like... It affects you. You want to go back to what happened now. <laughs> and the thing is, no matter what side you're on, the arguments are never going to convince the other side ever. It never is. It's futile. It's a futile argument. It's pointless. 
it's only going to make you angry and the other person angry. And that's all. That's all it's going to accomplish. And you, and you go, um, and you might get like five and I, likes. And I'm laying down in bed <laughs> going, wait a minute, man. I, will have, I just had a five hour fight with a guy who's trolling me with Uncle Leo. The guy who what? A guy who's trolling me with an Uncle Leo face. Oh, the profile. avatar. <laughs> the profile picture. <laughs> Uncle Leo. I know. It's funny. Uncle Leo from, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. You didn't say hello? <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How do you stop, though? How do, but it's I, hard. But it's I had not to not. You, I but there's people out there who just do this every day. Oh, and I know. Pers- the person who's trolling is also... Um, they're feeling the same way. They're going back. They got to <laughs> yeah. go back. My, um, I told you, I think I t- mentioned this before. My, I have a teacher. But they, some people just don't want to read facts. No. But the other side thinks that we don't read facts either. You know but, what I mean? But their facts that they give us is like is, is stuff that they already, we already know they, they're going to bring up. I know. I know. It It's just a circle. It's a horrible circle that doesn't ever end. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, because there's no way that... Um, the arguments are futile because there's no um um we're not moving forward. Exactly, we're spinning our wheels. And we're wasting time. We should be reading our book or teach, taking our kids for a walk. Yeah, you're right. I had um my av- two te- I had a teacher, my social social studies teacher. Fuck that I've, I've, no, I'm what? I don't know who they. No, are. he's my teacher, my social studies teacher from um tenth grade, eleventh grade in high school. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's retired now. and This is the one that um, his daughter married Penny Hardaway. But um, anyway, he he's very active and posts a lot of articles. Now, not all his articles have the best source. So he's not the best re- representative of the liberal side of the argument. And sometimes I have to step in and go, look, Mr. Ward, this is way off. You know, so. You are the element. <laughs> you are the element, dude. This is, nutri- a f- go back to nutrition. this is a fake site you're pushing around. This is not helping your argument. Anyway, he argues regularly with another former teacher, retired teacher. And that teacher is, uh, my, my history teacher is black. That other teacher is white. The other teacher is conservative. My history teacher is uh, liberal. And was a hippie in the past too, and um, so they fight a lot about ideology and stuff. But these arguments that they have lately are just so bad and so poorly executed. Both sides look like idiots, and <clears throat> but I'll sometimes jump in and correct that other guy, right? Because sometimes he's way off. The other teacher, the conservative guy. Sometimes he's way off. So I post something that's fact. I posted that thing about Eric Trump and his winery and how he appealed to the Department of Justice, I'm sorry, Department of uh, Labor to get 23 H2 visas, which is temporary worker visas from outside of the country, right, to come pick grapes in his winery. And I said that's pretty hypocritical of him to go apply for these visas when it doesn't require a very special skill to pick grapes, Um and it pays $11 an hour, which is a pretty good rate. So why do we need to import workers when his dad is pushing? It's a huge part of his agenda to hire American workers first before having to have somebody sponsored on a visa here, right? He's going to pay money to sponsor those people, to bring them here, you know? And and he, this teacher was like, this other teacher was like, 
uh, are we talking talking about Eric's winery, not Trump's winery, right? And I was like, it doesn't matter. His father, the patriarch, is pushing this ideal, and he's going at GM and all these other companies. Don't you think he'd turn to his son and say, son, maybe this doesn't make dad look so great right now if you're applying for 23 people, foreigners, to come work here and pick grapes. From where? <clears throat> Wherever. Didn't say where. Mm-hmm. Just looking. Well, he wanted the ability to advertise outside of the country for workers to come pick in, uh, I think it's Virginia. So he's applied for that. And I said, he's appealing to GM and all these places to save jobs. Why wouldn't he, why wouldn't he keep some jobs here with his son by just, hey, picking up the phone? Hey, son, that's a pretty good rate for Virginia. It's a pretty good, um, it's at least six months of full-time work. Couldn't we put some Americans to work first? Or at least advertise to Americans. Anyway, I was saying it was hypocritical and then go to the old argument of, you know, Ivanka's clothing line is made out of the country. Trump's clothing line is made out of the country. And, you know, he's not putting his money where his mouth is. He had no comeback. And so then my uh, my teacher is like, oh, you're all quiet now, Andy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put the actual, like, I didn't even put a news source. I put the actual petition from the Department of Labor's website. <laughs> So he could tell, you know, it's a real document. And anyway, so I, I'm, um, I'm trying to argue that way, but he had no answer, and he still dug his heels in, and I realized this is pointless. And I kept, and I turned the notifications off, and I backed out of the conversation, and I just didn't continue because, and that was the last one I had. That was Friday, I think. Friday, that's four days ago, and I didn't do it anymore. And I didn't. I just tried to avoid. Going to Facebook, I tried to avoid looking at news on Facebook. You know, people wake up in the morning, and one of the first thing they hit you with an alert. Mm-hmm. Trump, what does Trump do now? Yeah, I don't follow Trump on Twitter, but I have to admit I've looked at his Twitter quite a bit, like first thing in the morning, and just to like see what the hell, because what the hell are we going to wake up to? I have no idea. We're three hours behind. Who knows what could happen already by the time I'm getting up at seven, and uh, you know. So it's it's crazy, but it is pointless. You're right. I get more done if I just ignore all that stuff, and um, and just use you know Facebook and social media for just posting your stuff, your your promos of your your shows and everything, and and then I'll occasionally post pictures on Instagram and stuff. But I gotta I gotta stay away from these arguments. Man, but some people are <laughs> stupid. Man, <laughs> they are. I know. Like you try to give them all the facts, like like. Especially when they try to argue with um the recorder gonna fall. When they try to argue um and they always throw it up, throw it up against you like, what have you done for the troops? <laughs> oh, that's somebody oh, asked that's my you job about, now. Somebody asked you that. Yeah, that's my job. I don't know what my job. I gotta do. I gotta do stuff for the troops. I thought the troops went over there because they want to do stuff for us. <laughs> Hey man, you know what man? Like and I then he say, had to man, pull out all the stuff. The troops are over there because somebody walked into their school and said, "I see a leader." Yeah, yeah. And you either fall for that line or you don't. Yeah, yeah. And it's you have um, and you do things for the troops. The troops. Oh yeah, Bob Hope. <laughs> in the you do the Bob Hope thing. We did the Wounded Warriors event. Gotta do it. <laughs> bad for we them. Donated to the Wounded Warriors uh, for a couple of years. We. Um, you know, I mean, and you're not going over to perform for them out of the country, and that that's mostly because nobody's booked you on those shows. And those, so. those guys that go perform over there, they get paid well. They get paid well. They wouldn't do it for free. No, 
they get paid to go over there for the troops. It's not really. I mean, it's part of a USO budget, so there's money. I perform for a lot of veterans, but they're cholos, veteranos. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, you have, uh, but you know, um, it's not like you don't do things for the troops. Plus, your your um, your DVD. I mean, you have a lot of uh, veteran fans. Your DVD that what was the DVD that got bootlegged over there? It was a showcase of you and was it you, Joey and yes. Jeff Garcia, Joey Diaz, and you? Who else is on that show? Sean Felipe? No. No, it was um, Vic Dunlop. Oh, Vic Dunlop's on that show. Joe Diaz, me. That's it. And they were hosting. Yeah, and that or maybe Edwin. And that DVD got bootlegged. I got All bullied over. by a Navy officer yeah. in a submarine yeah. somewhere off the ocean of yeah. South Korea. <laughs> and they shared it around Burned the world. It. Yeah. Burned it and sold it for four dollars. Oh, he sold it. I didn't know he sold it. Sometimes they'll sold it, they'll sell it and they'll give it away to other officers. Yeah. And that really um pretty much um I went viral. Because you would always get hit up by a military person who would come back to the States and be like, Man, I saw you on this DVD that somebody gave me, you know, over in wherever. And it's like, wow, you know, you hear those people tell that story. It's like, I wonder how many people it's hit over there. Some people have my old CD, mm -hmm. the 33.33 minute one from the ISO that's now available. I like that one. That's the What's a Fool one. Yeah. There's some jokes that you ended up putting in your special, but some other jokes that didn't get in there. I, I always it. like that one, the born again Christian, when the cop, when you see this, the lights in the you know, in your rearview mirror, and you become a born again Christian. Don't fuck around, God. Don't fuck around. Fuck around. No, no, <laughs> Gotta bring that back. I love that one. You didn't put that in your special. You could do it for the next one. I will. <laughs> God, don't fuck around. <laughs> don't fuck around. That was a good one. Also, we do, I've been doing a lot of shows. Yeah, a lot of shows. We took, that was about. That was our only break. The three weeks. Yeah, that slippers was sick. And then after that, we, I went, we went to Las Vegas. We ate some good. I ran into Canelo. Yeah, I'm mad that we stayed at the Wynn Casino because um, he ended up being a Trump supporter. But, um, and he pulled that Tom Ford's fashion line from his, or stores from his casino after. We were going to stay also because he keeps all the, chi all the, all the chips now. I felt bad about that. Okay, I have a friend. In New York, very good friend. An inside friend. Her sister is a dealer. Whistleblower. Her sister is a dealer at the Wynn. <clears throat> Her sister and several others are still involved in a lawsuit against Steve Wynn. Uh, because when you tip the dealer at most casinos, they split the tips. The They take it in, they basically count it all, all of it. They pull every one of those little boxes, they pull them. And they split the tips amongst the dealers. And I think the pit bosses get a cut, I believe. It's like tradition, right? But when was having the security guards take all the tip things into a room, a private room, where they're counting them, quote unquote, counting the tips with nobody else present in the room, just the two guards. And who knows how much money was in there? Who knows how much money came out of there and how much and also Steve Wynn was taking a cut of their tips. I think it still continues to take a cut of their tips. And I don't mean the casino. I mean it gets kicked up to to Steve <laughs> the rest of the money, like the tips, uh the rest of the tips. So he is taking a portion of these dealers tips when you tip a um, a dealer at the at that casino. And so 
the employees still work for him because I think if they leave and start somewhere else, it negates their lawsuit. So they have to still work for him while this lawsuit's going on. And the lawsuit's been going on for several years. Damn. Probably four or five years now. And, um, and also, he's the first casino to um, charge for valet parking. Valley parking throughout Vegas has traditionally been free because uh, you're going there to gamble and spend a lot of money. And a lot of them are locals who got used to the idea of free parking over there. And then they could go see shows and stuff and, um, you know, pump money into the casinos or whatever they might do as a local when they hit the strip. But they always expected this valet parking. Now everybody else is also charging for valet parking, but they were the first when to squeeze more money out of you. And they have vegan food, so but they have vegan it's a restaurant. win-win for both of everybody. So <laughs> win-win. For That's everybody. why we went was because he has a vegan menu at every one of the restaurants in his casino because he's vegan. We were so fat, we ordered um, <laughs> vegan cheeseburgers and fries. We had room service that was vegan. At two in the morning. Yeah, it was fun. That was good. That shake was good. It was good. It was. It hit the spot. Lisa likes to put her fries in the shakes. Gross. <laughs> French fries in a chocolate shake is good. It sounds good. It's mm. delicious. It's like salty and sweet. You know we could get that now right now, right? Where? Over there over the marrows that that Oh man. No, this they're f- closed. The million shakes? No, the fa- oh. Oh, the fast food place over there by by Raleigh Studio. Oh, Astros. Astros. Astro Burger. Oh really? Cheeseburgers. Yeah. We had um chili. We found a fast food place that when we ordered some um vegan chili burgers yeah. with onion rings. It was messy. I didn't really enjoy the chili burger. I'm not going to get chili on it next time. Okay, yeah, it was messy. not for me. Well, the chili had like onions floating, like big old onions in there. It was not my... We found a new pho spot. Oh, yeah, pho. We've been in love with pho for a while. Vietnamese. We found a new pho spot. Good stuff. Anyway. And I'll be in San Antonio this week, if anybody cares. I'll be at the San Antonio... Mm-hmm. River Center Improv at the River Center Mall, Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, the 23rd to the 26th. And then... I've been going to a lot of auditions, too. Yeah. Two auditions in one day. Two auditions today Had a meeting for with, pilots. Who we mentioned it? Meeting with Louis C.K.? No? No? Mm, nah. I had a meeting with Louis C.K. We'll leave it at that. We don't know what's happening with that. He called me. <laughs> he called Felipe, and he's a fan. Yes. Uh, and he pointed out how, that he's from Mexico, Somos too. Somos Mexicanos, he said. <laughs> how was his accent? Good. <laughs> Spanish. Um, <laughs> also, I've been working with Mike Epps, DC Curry, yeah. Ricky Smiley, some more, Bruce Tony Bruce. Rock, Bruce Bruce, Arnaz J. Yeah. Real nice guys, man. Very professional. These guys are millionaires. I like yeah. saying that. They are. they are. They are. That's crazy, man. Like, I'm working with these guys. We're not a millionaire. Yet. I don't care about the money, <laughs> but when you stop to think about it, man, these guys have been doing it forever, and yeah. they don't get paid dollars, pay pennies. No, they've they've they, done their career right. Like some of these sixty-eight hundred seat places, yeah. sometimes for my caps. Yeah, I don't know how big he was, but he's big. He's huge. He's big. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh, he's in what two Friday movies? Three. Yeah, then one with Eva Mendes. We, we won't mention that one. <laughs> I didn't see oh, that one. No lottery ticket, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you are in... Um, so, yeah, that's San Antonio. Then 
uh, March 11th in Tampa with um, Mike Epps, Samore, and Bruce Bruce. Samore and Mike Epps are both on that. And then uh, the 16th through the 18th of March, you're at Spokane Comedy Club in Spokane, Washington. And 23rd through the 25th, El Paso at Comic Strip. Didn't think we were going to be back there. <laughs> and then uh, Detroit, March 31st. And uh, be rich if you want a couple of tickets to that and backstage pass. You give me uh, an email and we'll uh, hook you up. We'll kick it. In Detroit. Bring the trees. <laughs> and that's Mike Epps, Bruce Bruce. I forget who else is in that at Joe Lewis Arena. And then Baltimore, April 1st. Baltimore. And then in April, you've got Hermosa Beach, April California, 6th. Albuquerque, a big ass casino right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isleta Resort and Casino, April 7th. And then some more uh, Mike Epps dates. Calusa? Calusa is going to be in May. Calusa, California. Calusa, California. We're getting a lot of bigger places offered in some places, which is nice. So that's it. That's your show dates. Um, I was going to say, oh, we had um, parent teacher conferences at my son's school. Oh, my God. Origami. Well, you know, to- first of all, um, <clears throat> When I was a little kid, everybody, I didn't know that there was a a, a a standardized way of teaching. I didn't know that the way we were taught is the way that somebody decides upstairs. like in a, government. In a government decide. <laughs> I thought it was a teacher way. I always thought that the teacher decided, I'm going to teach you guys this. Like when I, you know, when they go the to curriculum, the, the material. The curriculum, yeah. I didn't know that it was what they tell you to do, like algebra. I thought that the algebra teacher decides how to teach it. Well, they do decide kind of now how to teach it. They had... But the books and all that decided by the school? The school board... Allocates First money. of all, the there's the education secretary, okay, who is that Betsy DeVos right now. She's a woman that her family gave a lot of money yeah. for the Trump mm-hmm. election from Amway. She's from the Amway family. And, um, well, everybody that gets that donated that's a, lot, a lot of money gets to big jobs. <laughs> that's often how it happens. That's definitely how it happened with her. She has no experience. But she's just gonna just sit there and just sign papers, right? Mm, I don't know how much involvement she's gonna have, but basically, they that position decides on the the larger uh, policies and things. Um, that will then be handed down to the state level. And then from the state level, they have the city level board of education. You know, they've got education, board of education for every state. And then they've got local boards as well. The upper level, like Betsy would decide on, um, like if they had, they wanted to have new standards for what a high school student should know or something like that, right? Yeah. That could vary at the state level, but federally, they have a larger idea of what a senior should know after high school. Also, trying is to go she into in charge college. of charter schools too? Well, she's in charge. She would be in charge of rules she's for charter. Charters. She wants no. She wants. Uh, she wants to have. I'm not sure what she's going to introduce, but people are afraid that she, because she is for she seems more in in favor of privatizing education. Which means that rich people will be able to send their kids to private school uh, more easily. And then, if you're not rich, you end up in some of these charter programs 
and charter schools, um, those don't always perform well. And now Isaac was in a charter school that was okay for uh, first grade through fifth, uh, fifth grade. It was okay. I had some problems with their curriculum. Those kids love throwing rocks. <laughs> I had some problems with their lack of um, structure in some of the classes. The standards. There was a lot of turnover with the the teachers, and but I don't the think that teachers that's, were quitting, huh? In in his fifth grade, a lot of naps had, at that school. In his fifth grade, they had three teachers that year, and it was very tough for him because. Isaac needs consistency and structure in his education because he's easily distracted. He isn't very good at following instructions. And um, he needs things explained to him. He needs, you know, he needs things explained to him until he understands. And he needs a little more explaining than some other kids. Um, it's just the way he is. And he... To have three different teachers to have to get used to was very tough for him. But the other kids, too. I don't think they learned much that year. That's sad. It was a wasted year. It was a wasted year. And then, like, those dance programs were weak. Yeah. I and don't it, understand. Because <laughs> when I was a little kid, let me tell you, I was in second grade, and it was a unified school district, Utah Elementary. We used to put on some productions. Because mm -hmm. we had Miss... Um, we had a music teacher. I don't know. Little parents don't have music teachers no more, huh? Not really. They don't have music classes anymore. Now, see, his school did, did have music class, and they had dance class and stuff, but most schools... Poop right now. What's wrong with that? <laughs> most schools don't have um, music or art class or anything like that. Like He's in LAUSD right now. There's no art. He's in a magnet program so he that has an art side, so he gets to do that. But the kids who aren't in Magnet, they don't have any art. They don't have any music class, nothing. There's no music class in that school, huh? Not for the non-Magnet kids. Wow. Um, but Isaac will get some music in this next semester, or next quarter, but he's he hasn't had it all year. Uh, no no visual art. You said about the junior high school now? Hmm? You're talking about the junior yeah, high school now? Yeah, I'm talking about now. A charter, it was an arts charter, so he did get a lot more arts exposure, which was good for him. But um, he had his, some very he had problems with um, we had problems with some of the teachers. The teacher just disappeared. Like she, she, they kept saying she'll be back. And well, then the she had some sort of family emergency. I don't know what it was. She had just had a baby who was like nine months old when she started teaching, and that was his first teacher. He loved her. He thought she was great. That was his first teacher in fifth grade. Filipino woman? No, this was she was. I guess she was a white lady. I don't know. Her last name was John. Just you know, she um. She was nice. I met her once, and I think she was there for 10 weeks. And then uh, she left right before the holidays. So they had a substitute who came in, and that substitute was in talks, or supposedly in talks with the school to take over the rest of the year. So we thought that was going to be his teacher. She said, no, 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 I've accepted a position that starts in two weeks at this other school, right? So she was with them for maybe like a month and a half, two months. And after that, he had another teacher who finished out the rest of the year, and she was overwhelmed. And she said something. She called one of the girls retarded, one of the kids. It, the girl was not retarded. She didn't have mental issues. Um, she was, uh, she's very smart, the girl she was saying that to. And she went home and promptly told her mother what happened. And they had a meeting, and we thought that woman was going to get fired, but she didn't. 
The teacher didn't get fired for calling a student retarded. What are you, retarded? She said Trump that to hired her. her. She said, what are you, retarded? Trump hired her to She's in charge of the school board now. No, that was fifth grade. and uh, But that girl is very smart. That was Isaac's little girlfriend. She was very smart. Oh, she was very smart. Yeah. And uh, like she talks like a grown-up. You know, she has intellectual conversations. Pardon? <laughs> but, um, Hardly. But she... Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, it was a bad experience, but Isaac... Oh, but then from then on down, the teachers do, aside from like common core standards that they want kids to understand, the teachers do come up with their own style. Twist. Yeah, their own style or things that might spark the interest, you know, to grab the kids into a conversation or a lesson, and then they make sure to pass on the, this lesson that the school board wants them to learn, you know. So anyway, I had this meeting. He's in seventh grade, my son. And I've had some issues with some of the things his science teacher. This is science, okay? I took a lot of Man, science. Man, they're making paper planes. <laughs> I took a lot of science in Aerodynamics. First, the uh, first weird thing was right at the beginning of school. She sends them home with this homework. And I was like, okay, what's your homework? Well, for science, we have to fill in this graph paper. And I said, fill it in with what? He said, no, just like fill it in, like shade the squares. I said, why? What What do you mean? I don't know. We're just supposed to shade like every other square. And I said, that's your homework? Yeah. So what does that have to do with science? I don't know. I need a special pen. These <laughs> colored pencils. And then she said it was just to see that they had colored pencils. That was her reason. It's That's busy work. That's the definition of busy work. There's no need to waste 20 minutes or however long he spent on that. I, th I thought it was ridiculous. Anyway, I let that slide. You could have done that lunch. <laughs> I let that slide. And then she, he brought home, uh, like lunch a month jokes. later, no, like a month later, he brought home an, ori an origami frog. He that was had, ridiculous. He man. had made in class. And I said, what's this for? This is cute. And he said, oh, we made it in science. I said, oh, yeah. Science. I said, what is it for? I mean, I was genuinely curious. Well, how does this relate to science? What are they doing? He said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you don't know how it relates to science? Like, what did you do with it? He said, no, nothing. We made it hop. <laughs> and I was like, what? Rubik. <sighs> so I, was, I just kind of made a mental Rubik. note of that, right? And then... Uh, last week or two weeks ago before the conference with the teacher um, she assigned this paper it was a wheel like a multi-level wheel circle on a paper and each level of the circle was a different color was shaded in a different color right with colored pencils again with the colored pencils so each level of that circle is another and and so I looked at it and the title said um Koshra, I forget what the name is. Kosha or Koshra. It's a, anyway, it's a yogic principle. This is yoga. And this is science. This is science. So I asked her at the at the conference. Uh yeah, I'm confused. I said, I said, well, I've been wondering about some of his assignments because I'm not really sure how they relate to science. I was trying to be diplomatic, but I really wanted to just yell at this lady. Plus, she made us wait like 40 minutes to see her anyway. The way you asked that question, man, I would have been like, <laughs> I would have I been at the question that we both wouldn't know how to answer. 
I would have been, I would have been, I would have been questioning my question. Like, did I ask the right question? <laughs> I had practiced it. I had lots of time to practice it. So I, I'm just not sure about how the, a lot of these assignments relate to science. And I said, for example, and I listed off all the examples, and I got to the frog, and she said, ah, oh, yes, the frog. For example, there was a thing called a slingshot he brought home. <laughs> she said, ah, oh, yes, the frog. And I, she's, man, she's a little weird. It sounds like a Chichen Chong kid. Oh, yeah, the frog. Oh, she's yeah. a little weird. She's a little Don't out there. She's, she's weird because um, she was, I guess she was like a child prodigy when she was a kid, the science teacher. And she finished high school at 15. And, and she went. 12, by the way. <laughs> and she immediately, like when she went to college, she immediately got um, a job working um in a lab i guess doing some stuff anyway she was she's like a science genius i guess and she got her doctorate and now she's teaching at this high school at this junior high which is a little weird that she's doing that now um but i don't think she knows how to teach is my feeling and she um they brought her too soon bro <laughs> she's a little weird so she goes she said uh i said yeah the frog and what's up with that and she said um and she pointed to this bulletin board next to where we were sitting, and it was—it had a bag full of those frogs. Oh my god! <laughs> she said yes. She said, "Well, that was." She said, "Well, that one is a board, a school board exercise." Damn. And I said, "Really?" Somebody I said, so, met with somebody and said, "All right, right." So I said, "So what does it teach?" And she said, "Well, uh, geometry and." Um, and uh, you know we made the frog hop, and so we looked at distance and blah blah blah. And I said, I said, yeah, but he couldn't explain any of that to me. That 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 that's how it related. So to him, they made a frog out of paper, and that's it. <laughs> and I said, and last week they, he he brought home this sheet. Sounds more like philosophy. I'm confused. Yeah, <laughs> I said last week he brought home this sheet of um, yoga uh, principles and. Um, and she said, oh, yes, that's the uh, globalization of science. And I said, what? The, uh, that relates to the, the way uh, science is becoming more globalized. And, um, you know, the Ayurvedic principles of health. And we're talking about health and health around the world. And I, was like, oh. I was like, all right, okay, I can accept that one. But he doesn't know that. He can't tell me. When I say, "What's how does this relate to science? He how did no she idea. He doesn't have that answer. So obviously, this message is not getting through to him, and he's just a 12-year-old coloring in a wheel, and he doesn't know what you're talking about. You know, So like, it just was frustrating to me. And then she said, oh, it is a little out there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I said, all right, bye. And I, got up and, I got up and left, and Isaac was like, thank you, Miss O'Connor. Like, he felt bad because <laughs> we just had this, like, conf not confrontation, but it was a tense conversation. Like, she's trying to defend her Suma work Sutra. here, but it was very strange. If, she thought, if she thought I'm sexual <laughs> ed, it would be Suma Sutra. <laughs> the it, act of It was all very strange, man. She's weird. That's weird that the, she's weird. The, they had a bag full of them. Oh, I know. It was it was pinned to the wall. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of those frogs right here. Well, Isaac says that nobody wants to work. Oh, yeah. It, that's a sad thing. His, he He's in a school where there are a lot of kids who don't give a shit. 12, 13-year-old kids who do not care about whether they do their work or not. And that's sad. 
he said, well, like it was one of the first thing he said to me the first week of school. Now, Isaac hates school. He hates it. There's no secret that he hates it since day one, kindergarten, when he realized he had to keep going back, that this was a regular thing. He's hated it. He said it was one of the worst feelings in his life when he realized he was going to go to school for a long time. And I felt bad for him. I like, I understood that pain. I enjoyed school, but I understood, (laughs) you know, seeing this many years ahead, seeing this as like hell you've got to go through for several years. Uh, And, but he's, um, this year he's done really well. He's pulled himself up. He had some stumbling blocks in the beginning, but he hates school, but he's a smart kid. And that's okay. But this is a kid who hates school who's telling me how much all these other people hate school and they don't do anything. He said they're not even worried about their parents, like, you know, yelling at them or grounding them for an F or whatever. And I said, maybe they don't know, you know, they don't even know. And a lot of those kids are immigrants in that school or children of immigrants. And so I think they're, some of their parents are just working constantly for one. A lot of the kids are latchkey kids, you know, they come home. They're just by themselves, and they probably play video games or whatever, talk to Eat their corn. friends. <laughs> Eat corn. <laughs> what? Corn mayonnaise. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think that's one thing. Um, and I also think, so there's one that's just not having enough time to connect with your kid and see what they're working on and stuff and talk to their school or pay attention. Because it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of work to keep up with what they're doing. And I only have one kid. You know, and they might have two or three, and that's a lot to, well, to focus on. I know. I don't know how your mom did. Like, I just don't know how you do that. That's so. what I'm telling jokes. <laughs> but you know, that's a lot of work to keep up on everybody's school, um, and it's hard enough with Isaac. And he's, you know, he needs a lot of like monitoring, you know, to make sure he's staying on track. And he slips off every once in a while. But he has this report that it was due three days ago, four days ago, and um, and tomorrow they're presenting. And a, there's and a little girl calling in like an hour before. A little girl called dinner. Isaac and said, hey, um, are these the right photos? And she ch- texted him photos for their presentation. And it's she had something about China. It has nothing to do with China. The report is on the reformation of the church across Europe back during the Martin Luther age. And uh, he said, no, that's not that. Like Isaac is done with his report. They're supposed to have an individual report on one aspect of, now Isaac's doing the geography of the Reformation, right? This other girl's supposed to do religion. And religion is everything in this Reformation project. And she's going to get an F. And I don't know if Isaac, maybe Isaac will shine. He has a pretty good little paper he wrote the paper. Uh, we took notes out of two books, and he took notes out of his history book, and we made a bibliography and everything. And it it's nice. And he got pictures. He had everything last week. He was done. This girl called yet called today. <laughs> I don't know how you work like that. I can't no do it. So I'm glad Isaac notices, you know what what's going on around him. But yeah. So I got a call. My I got a call from my aunt that my dad is sick. What and did they have? He's, um, he was diagnosed with um, liver cancer. 
and well, it's metastasized to his um, bones, his lungs, everywhere. So he doesn't have very long to live. He went on for a while, I guess, not feeling well, and a lot of like a lot of guys didn't want to go to the doctor and find out what was going on. But when my aunt visited him over the holidays and his birthday, um, his birthday's right before New Year's, and uh, um, he got, he looked so bad, she forced him to go to the doctor. And then it came back that he only has a few months to live. So, so I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I was sad the first couple of days thinking about it, and I'm sad about it. Um, sad mostly, not necessarily because, you know, he's going to be missing from my life or anything because he's not really part of my life, but sad for him as a, as a human being for what he went through and not really having a lot of happy days in his life. You know, that always makes me sad. Like when my friend Pete died of cancer, he was 30 and he had never fallen in. Well, he had fallen in love with a girl, but she she treated him like shit and she left him in college and, and he got, uh, he got, well, he was already big. He, his whole family was kind of big, but he ballooned up to 400 pounds. And that's how I knew him. The rest of his life was 400 pounds until I saw him. I went to visit him when he was dying. His mom told me he was dying and he had about two weeks left. He was completely shut down. His, um, he had jaundice already because his, um, his body had shut down slowly and then his kidneys shut down and he was peeing like brown pee. Like it was really sad, but he was in hospice at his grandmother's house and we spent the last, actually it's so weird. He had two weeks to live. I went out there. He died two days later. So we saw him and, and, um, when he was laying in the bed, he was like a high, he was colored like a highlighter, like, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, he was Simpsons yellow. And um, he was half the man I knew. He was 200 pounds. He had lost so much weight. And uh, I'd never seen him this thin, which was sad. because <laughs> I only knew him as a giant, giant, morbidly obese guy. Oh, was he so yellow, the radiation? No, because he had jaundice because his liver had shut down. And his organs were shutting down one by one. And then your kidneys go, and you don't really have that much longer to go once your kidneys go. So he, after his kidneys went, he probably was alive for about 12 more hours. And his mom made us stay because the hospice nurse said he probably doesn't have long now when she saw that. And then that's when they started. They were, he was asking for morphine the whole time. And when they were, um, when I got L there. pain? He was in pain. But there's also a point at which when somebody's going through that, they might just keep asking for morphine, you know, because they just want the morphine because <laughs> they just don't. One, there's pain. Did they give it to them? Well, at first they were, they were not teasing him, but they were not giving him morphine every time because they didn't want him to get, I guess they didn't want him to get dependent on it over the last few hours that he was, they kind of wanted to keep him lucid too. So he's not like in a dream state. And, um, he, so they gave him like iced tea, um, sweetened tea or whatever, or slightly sweetened tea. And, and they put it into a syringe and put it in his mouth. But then he, I think he could tell that it wasn't morphine. He got mad. And then the rest of the 
like 12 hours. They just gave him however much morphine he wanted. But he um he would just go M. He'd go like this to his lips. He'd say M, M. Because he was pretty weak. And the first time when I got there, we talked and he recognized me. He was talking weakly, but, you know. Then the next day when I came back, and that was the day he died later that evening. But um, the next day, he forgot who I was. Yeah. yeah. And that was sad because, I mean, he's, I loved him. He was a friend, you know, he was a very close friend for years. And so I was brokenhearted about it. But, um, but I was like, it wasn't like a um, husband or um, a mom or whatever, or not remembering me. But it hurt just as bad. I was like mad for a second. And I was like, what? He doesn't have much longer to live. But I was sad when he was dying because he had not found love until six months before he died. I mean, he loved this other girl and she left him and he was brokenhearted. But all these years passed, like 10, 12 years. And then he finally found this other girl and she loved him and they spent all this time together and he got sick. They broke up. No, no, no. He, this is the last girl. He got yeah. sick. He got. Um, he had had some cancer before, like a couple of years before, but it came back when he met her. So they had only had like six months together, but they were talking about getting married and all this stuff. Like he was happy and in love, and she's got to spend this time now saying goodbye to him so soon after they met, and he doesn't get a chance to really live that out. And that's what made me so sad. So that makes me sad about my dad that. You know, he never really had a happy life at any point in his life, as far as I know. But, um, yeah, it's tough. So, I am i don't know. I'm thinking about going out to Kentucky to see him. But, um, one, I don't know how easy that's going to be in person. Yes. Two, I don't know how I'm going to feel about all this. And I don't know if it's necessary to you know, see him in person. I don't want to see him like that, you know? And like, I'm thinking, about, I was thinking about taking Isaac with me and that that would be the first and last time he sees him and he's just going to remember him as however he looks right now, which doesn't sound like it's very pleasant looking, you know? So. You know, you're probably wearing a top hat right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably wearing that turban from... Christmas vacation that Chevy Chase puts on. That's my dad. But um yeah, I don't know. It's I don't I don't know what else. He was supposed to call. He said he was going to call me. I sent him a package cuz my dad draws. He's a very good artist. It's a surprising skill he has. Um And Isaac loves drawing. And Isaac loves drawing too, but my dad is a, is really good. He used to draw like comic book characters and stuff when I was a kid. Our lessons. <laughs> But he never had any art lessons or anything. But he's he was a good artist. But he uh, he was um, so I sent him a sketchbook and some nice sketch pencils and uh, art erasers and stuff and um, and some pictures of all of us. So he was gonna call me, but he didn't call me yet. But it'll be a tough conversation, I guess, when he does. Yes, we watched a lot of shows. In the three weeks that Slippers was sick, oh, I, I was not working. We were binge watching a lot of stuff. Binge watching Goliath. Because I have to wait till you come back from the road to watch to continue watching the something. SAG Awards, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. I love Silicon Valley. We watched all three seasons of that show. 
It was a good show. In like a month, I think, right? Yes. I just couldn't get enough of it. Such a good show. Really well written. Mike Judge writes it. I don't know if he directs all of them, but he's um, it's a great show. TJ Miller's on there. I'd like to get TJ Miller on the podcast. That's tough to do. We saw Goliath. Some of it. Yeah, I'm not really into Goliath, but I'll give it a chance. Humans. I'm not really into that either. I liked Westworld. I preferred it. I preferred Westworld. Turn. I did fuck that show, man. I don't want to watch any British taboo revolution, American Revolution thing. Taboo. Oh, you know I love. I got two episodes. I love Tom Hardy. I really do. Like. Not just like there's, of course, he's an attractive guy, but it's not just that. It's his voice. It's his acting. He's a fucking badass actor. He was in this movie, The Drop. That was the first you one that got that me. Movie. First of all, he's not from New York. He does this Long Island, Staten Island accent that I, I don't even know if Robert De Niro could do that accent. You know, like, and he's from New York. He's got Tom just Cruise the Brooklyn. Can't. Tom Cruise can't. This accent in the drop is so real. If you've ever known a New Yorker from one of those areas, it was just so real. It was perfect. And I was like, man, this guy, I didn't even know he was British. I'd never heard of him. And then I figured out he was the guy in Bane. He was the guy playing Bane. And I was like, what? He was Bane? Bane, (laughs) The guy that sounds like Sean Connery. The whole movie. I was like, why does Bane sound like Sean Connery? But um, anyways, a good actor, and he was a it was waste a waste to put him in. Um, what was the other thing? Mad Max. He's barely he barely has a line, and I know Mel Gibson didn't either. But that's a waste for somebody like Tom Hardy's uh, acting level. But this taboo, I think I lasted one episode. Felipe, Felipe's still holding out hope that it's going to be good. Still waiting for something to happen. <laughs> it's so slow. It's an hour and 17 minute show. Every episode? Yeah. It's so slow. And it's dark. It's dark like it's not lit very well. I'm you can't see what's six, going on. Everybody looks greasy. Nothing has happened. It's like, <laughs> the show looked like it was shot through a, through a, through a blue screen. Blue, like a scrim right Everything in front of the camera. Blue, right? Yeah. It's got like a, a wash of blue and But Superstore is awesome. Superstore is hilarious. That finale is funny. We were laughing at the script on paper. It was so funny. It was making me laugh like that. Really funny. Freaking funny. Okay. Well, we're going to go then, I guess. That's it? Oh, Stranger Things. That's another Oh, my God. Stranger one. Things. Plus, I'm in a, I'm a, I'm a SAG. I'm a, I'm a part of the Screen Actors Guild, so... We get to vote on movies, and we saw Fences, good movie. Love Fences. Yeah, but man, hidden... she, 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 she should win an Oscar just for eating that booger. <laughs> she ate it for a long time. Yeah, man. I was like, whoa, come on. That's the biggest talk. You know, I was like, damn, man, don't, don't yell. Cut. Let, let, let her talk. Let her she talk. talk. She's keep like, letting one, her at talk. At one point, she wiped like a third let of it away. <laughs> We're going to let her talk. <laughs> We're going to yell cut yet. You're doing Dean Edwards doing Denzel. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Because it sounds like Tracy Morgan, you know? It's, it's almost like Tracy it's Morgan. It's almost like Tracy Morgan. It's almost like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Dean is great. Dean opened for you at... Uh, at um, that was an awesome show. It was we, a great we, show. That was another show you guys, we, we, didn't, we, we didn't get to talk about, but it was... um At the Novo downtown, which Manchester. is... Manchester... Mariachi. 
yeah, Mar- Mariachi Manchester opened for Felipe. We we got them to do like three songs before each show, and they were great. And that's um, a Morrissey and Smiths cover band that is a mariachi group. Henrietta Lacks. There's going to be a movie of that coming out. And uh, the friend, I have a friend What's from Henrietta New York. Lacks? Henrietta Lacks is the origin. Star Wars. She's the origin of the Gila cells. Oh, that's right. Which. Uh, were her DNA cells that were stolen from her during a routine medical exam. And the doctor went on to use her cells in research because... They're rare. Her cells, most human cells can... Um, they replicate like 19, 20 times, whatever. I gotta read that book. <laughs> her cells are magical. And this is like the whole black women are magic thing. Her cells... Uh, could replicate themselves thousands of times before they started to die off or show any sort of degeneration. So they studied things like cancer. Um, her uh, cells live to the day, huh? Her cells still live today. No credit for her family. Huh? No credit ever. They never paid her. They, they never died. paid her family. So much medical research and medicine has been the result of the, these cells that they took from her. Can you imagine going to the gynecologist or something and... They do a little swab, a little pap smear. You don't even think about it. Yeah, pap smear routine, whatever. But they're actually, they take your cells and they're researching them for years and years and years and you never get compensated. You don't even know. And then her family finds out they still can't get money for, well, I think they finally did get a settlement and they ended up like uh, opening, um, uh, was it a research facility? Of their own. Uh, and that's a movie coming out. What's the name of the book? It's called. I know it's it's um. Uh, Hold on a second. Long living woman. No. Cause we re- we read the article like four years ago. Yeah, and it turns out my crazy. friend, my really super political that. friend, uh, from New York. She lives out in Davis now. She's getting her doctorate. She um. She is friends, really good friends, with the woman who wrote the book. And who Rose Byrne plays in the movie. Invited to the pod, yes. I know I would love to. Oh, I should call her. Yeah. I should call her and see if I can get set up. That woman is, um, yeah, she is the woman that Rose Byrne is playing in the movie. Oprah is playing Henrietta Lacks. Oh, my God, Oprah. Oprah's not a bad actor. She was was good at, she loves chips. She loves chips. I love chips. Fucking Oprah, man. She's better stop. Man, Howard was talking about that. That killed me. The immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. The immortal life of Henrietta. And the woman's name is Rebecca Skloot. S-K-L-O-O-T. She's the author. And um, she spent time with her uh, family and did a lot of the research. Did all the research and wrote this book over several years. But she is a friend of my friend. And um, yeah, I should get her on the podcast to talk about that. It's an amazing story. And, you know. So many things were cured. So many things. And her family was never compensated or anything. But everybody got sick of sale. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so. Um, we're back. We're back. And let's hope. We'll hope. We'll try. To bring Isaac Hayes. I gotta get Isaac on. I gotta. We gotta try and do this. It's really tough because you know Felipe gets home and we're just like, oh, I just want to chill here in my fuzzy socks chill, and my bed, sweats. You know? We are bed broke. We're waiting on a new bed. It comes tomorrow. Well, the parts come tomorrow. Yeah. It's gonna take all weekend for me to put that together. 
But nobody will be here watching. Just slippers. Supervising. I'm glad you won't be here supervising. Pellets. I'll get it done sooner. What's she chewing over there? Pellets. Her, her poo, probably. Disgusting. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. We're back. Happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy. Well, not happy. Or oh, it was the. Uh, 75th anniversary of the uh, internment camps here in California, in the United States, uh, some of which are in California. A lot of them were in Fresno. Yeah. I love you, babe. I love you, too. Yes. And, we're back. Uh, we'll hopefully be back soon. Welcome back. We always could spot a friend. Welcome back. And I smile when I think how you must have been. And I know what a scene you were learning in Was there something that made you come back again? And what could ever lead you?